Welcome back to Grooving Goddess. I am Andrea Land, your Grooving Goddess, and I took the last week off. I really wanted to get out some sort of a pre-holiday uh, slash memorial episode. It's such an effort to try, not that I'm saying, oh, poor me making an effort, just the holiday's gotten complicated. You know what I mean? Um... There's so many things that used to be important to me with all of that that no longer are. Um, oh, someone is at my door. Goodness gracious. All right. It was a good arrival. And while I'm interrupted and thinking about it, uh, I, I'm having some trouble with internet, Wi-Fi, phone service. Uh, earbuds, you know, all of those equipment type things. So I'm doing the best I can with the audio. And if anything is messed up, I apologize. But the things that used to mean something or the things that used to be a lie that I believed have changed my perception and relationship with Thanksgiving itself. And then also um, there's the fact that since 1970, which is something I only learned in the last few years, which is embarrassing, to be honest, has been a Native American Memorial Day. The real Thanksgiving story is not the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving and... Uh, in the Patreon, I did an episode about my particular area of territory that I'm a guest on and more about the culture where I live. So that kind of gives you an idea of that. But it's not even those things, which is enough by itself, but it's the excessive food and not necessarily food I even want to eat. Uh, and then the consumerism, just, you know, all of it. So the good things in it for me personally are expressing gratitude and honoring the people who were lost in the process of the West colonizing America, this continent. <sighs> So with all that heaviness spewed out of my mouth, uh, I am glad I put out that love letter episode beforehand because that also expressed my gratitude for all of you. I'm excited about some upcoming changes with the Patreon, added features, levels, etc. 
a mentoring level. So watch for that announcement in all the places. And uh, in the meantime, this episode is all about the last three days. Today is Monday, November 28th. I am going to try to just slap this together and put it up so that everybody has it as a reference point. But the Schumann residents over the last three nights went through these days and nights on the Western Hemisphere anyway. Uh, of course, you know, you always kind of have to extrapolate that a little bit if you happen to be on the other side of the world where I do have some listeners as well. But the shifts in the Schumann, those, those long markers, and I've put that up everywhere, but I'll put up the photo of it when I put out this episode announcement as well. So you can go see that there. But those long pulses are timeline shift markers is, is what seems to happen. So there's the timeline shift markers, like the pulses, and then an integration phase, which is when the Schumann dips back down to normal or below normal, as in the case of the first one. Then uh, it, it happens, you know, in a cycle like that, and it's the timing of things is so wild. So today, this morning, right when the last time shift markers ended, Mauna Loa erupted for the first time in almost 40 years. And the timing of that I find so interesting. There are a lot of aspects to the last three days that make all of this an exciting and strange time. But specifically with Mauna Loa, the volcano, Mama Gaia, I was, I was looking at the pattern on the Schumann and it almost looks like contractions. And then I was also thinking about <laughs> my cosmic vagina and the idea that things must be birthed into the world through some means of physicality brought into material reality. So what if that's what that is. What if those timeline shifts are like contractions as well? And Gaia was getting ready to um, pour out the new into the world. Um, I don't believe that it's going to be the sort of eruption that, um, you know, causes a lot of devastation or harms people. Uh, it should be confined to the caldera where the lava is flowing. But in the meantime, the, the reports I've been getting from people, people have been experiencing intense dreams, uh, things that feel more like journeys, strange meditation experiences, and uh, interesting physical experiences. Um, we're having another meteor shower peak. And then in the meantime, there is this comet that happens to have a volcano on it. Uh, <laughs> it's called, I, I cannot say this. Schwa, schwa, sh <laughs> Hold on. 
Okay, it's called Schwas. Sh why can't I do this? <laughs> Schwas Schwasman <laughs> Walkman. <laughs> it's a comet in the Gemini constellation, which is really interesting since we're having the Gemini meteor showers coming up, which will peak around the twelfth or thirteenth. So this comet is having a huge volcanic eruption, which I had no idea comets could have volcanoes in them. But this eruption created this giant halo around it, which had a little like pie piece missing. So it made it look like a giant Pac-Man in space. <laughs> and so that has gone through various stages of erupting and it started erupting again yesterday. It was having a second eruption. So how wild is it that there's this comet erupting all the way out in the Gemini constellation where we're receiving meteor shower activity from and Mauna Loa is erupting. I'm not even sure what to make of all that yet. <laughs> I may have to just have a really long Gaia meditation and try to figure some of these things out. Whew. But back to the topic at hand. Um, we have all of that going on and um, you know, I already put it out there and this isn't me bragging. It's just me saying, yep, I called it because I said this back in December when we recorded Paranormal Karen's prediction episode for this year. The reason I care about that is not because I was quote, right, unquote, it, I care about that because it means that the other things that I saw coming towards the end of the year are still in play, still likely in the time algorithm. When I am looking at anything like predictions, it's not so much that I'm just, you know, asking Gaia or Source for, to tell me what's going to happen because nothing is that written in stone, you know? Uh, and everything's all, all happening at once anyway, but there is a time algorithm, just like there's, you know, a Google algorithm or a TikTok algorithm, and you can see what the trends are, what is trending in those time algorithms. And that is how I perceive the future, for lack of a better word. For people to understand it. I, I call it the time flow, like the main primary time flow. So this time flow that we're in, um, in spite of all of the surface chaos that you are seeing right now, which was also part of my prediction that there would be unrest and that there would be a lot of a fight for freedom and sovereignty, hum humanity asserting their sacral authority, their, their sovereignty. So what all of this tells me and why it feels positive to me is that I know things are getting better. They are going to get better. Not everything. I mean, you know, that's one of the things that's hard. And I know it's the younger you are, the more difficult this is. 
to accept or to have patience with because you haven't lived many decades yet. But change takes time. It just does. If you look at how long it took for a volcano to form or how long it takes for an island to grow or all of those different things, um, you know, you can imagine that for us humans down here, and especially having so many humans at one time on the earth, it, it takes a little time for things to shift and change. But the signs and uh, real world evidence are all around us that that is happening. So the Schumann, wow, what a time I've had over the weekend. Uh, let me tell you. Um, I think I'm probably going to do a separate, which ordinarily I would just put that on an addiction podcast. But my patrons, my friends, my listeners, people I interact with are interested to some degree in my personal life and my uh, adventures. So the way it coincided with the Schumann activity this week um, means I'm going to include a, a little bit of it here. Um, but then I'll tell the whole story for uh, the other episode. <laughs> These are the days of our goddess. So Friday, when the Schumann was speaking and uh, having the, that timeline marker and then dipping down into the calm range, that deep, dark blue, uh, allowing that stuff to integrate and sort of preparing the runway, if you will, and also allowing us to integrate the change physically and energetically while we're being chilled out by Mama Gaia's EMF. That electromagnetic frequency and the Schumann resonance in particular, we are entrained with that. And I can't remember if I've mentioned this since I learned it, but a few months ago I came across more studies because, you know, I'm always digging for more. I love the info and these studies talked about how humans have our own Schumann resonance inside our skull. Uh, the skull is like Earth's atmosphere, if you will, the magnetosphere. And then uh, our brain is like the Earth itself. And then the Schumann resonance is that activity that bounces back and forth in between and moves around the sphere uh, in a particular resonance. So that makes the concept of entrainment with the earth even more fascinating to me because we, we're literally having it happen in our body. And that's pretty wild. Um, entrainment for anyone who is new to all of this, that means that, uh, for instance, I'll use tuning forks, right? If you uh, tap a tuning fork on something to make it vibrate and resonate, if there's another tuning fork nearby laying there, not being touched, doing nothing to it, it will start vibrating at the same rate as the other tuning fork. 
So we are like a tuning fork with the earth. So when those Schumann changes happen, it's very dramatic. And what was so marked about this experience for me is what I'm about to tell you. <laughs> oh my goodness. So <clears throat> I'm on a date, basically. Um, he's supposed to spend the night. He lives in the next town over a bit of a ways away. And, you know, I, I don't feel like doing that round trip and his car's totaled, yada, yada, yada. So, uh, at the point when the Schumann spiked and it was in the range of people having conflict and getting pissed at each other, <laughs> he and I had a little argument and, and mostly it was over, um, him not having the ability to not be reactive to everything and then the reaction to everything is to yell and even though it isn't directly yelling at me or about me it winds up becoming that because I'm like could you please not <laughs> because I have a and it's not it's not the PTSD the medical condition that I have that makes me unable to tolerate that level of noise in an enclosed space like a car let's say it's dysautonomia which is a malfunction of the autonomic nervous system and so when I am exposed to that much of that it it makes my nervous system start to shut my body down it's like my body is slowly going into shock so the, the arguing started to happen, the yelling started to happen, and uh, this would, it would be like a roller coaster cycle where he's oscillating back and forth, right? And um, as I'm writing out this experience, uh, in the past, having PTSD also, um, my, my usual response is flight fawn or freeze it's only fight if I truly feel like you know I'm in physical danger that has been the only thing that has evoked the fight response in me but <clears throat> during that period of time while he was still losing his ever-loving mind um although you know I think this is just a normal state of being for this person I observed how um, during that really calm, quiet period of the Schumann, I was going into fight mode and I was in this situation that was very heightened. So because I was in fight mode, I was able to stay more present and in my body during this period of Schumann level, which normally uh, would have made me very sleepy, subdued, because it's in the alpha brainwave state where you're just kind of, you know, super zoned out and most people want to take a nap, um, which most of the other people I, I talked to were. So uh, by the time Mr. Yelly Pants and I got home, to my house, uh, I was 
fully um, in a dysautonomic flare, which means basically that my body cannot maintain homeostasis and I need to lay in a quiet, dark place and, you know, do my, my breathing, my mindfulness, whatever coping mechanisms I have to try to get my body back in a state of regulation, uh, reset my vagus nerve, all of that. Right. And, um, he still wants me to go to dinner with him. And I'm like, yeah, no, just go take my car, go feed yourself. I have to stay here right now. So anyway, um, I finally was able to conk out, I think at about 10 o'clock and we were still in that alpha zone. And then, um, I, I slept for pretty deeply for about five hours. And then I woke up and it was like, yep, I'm awake. Go right. 3.30. Let's see. Only uh, two and a half hours till sunrise. So I think I'm just going to get my stuff together, maybe take a bath. <laughs> I was drinking coffee by 5 a.m. And uh, as soon as all of my noise woke him up, I said, hey, I'm ready to go when you are at sunrise. And the interesting thing about all of that experience was that um i in the past when that dysautonomic thing happens and then i'm also having a ptsd episode i am i'm down for days like it would take days for my body to get back to normal and it would be really hard uh, to function and I would just feel crappy because like all that adrenaline surge and cortisol was still stuck in my system. <clears throat> so I want to preface what I'm about to say <laughs> with I am not encouraging you to literally fight with people, of course. That is not what I'm saying. But for everyone out there who deals with compound PTSD or those sorts of experiences that um, it's not like out of your four choices, let's say, of states of being, the flight, the fawn, the freeze, or the fight. It is the fight I have learned now that is going to help you process this as quickly as possible and have the least physical consequence. So even if it is an internal fight, even if it is you thinking how pissed off, angry, whatever you are in the situation, and then outwardly firmly expressing your boundaries that are being crossed, whatever those are, that is going to allow you to process the experience faster. And it's so funny because it reminds me of our theme going through the winter and into the next phase uh, that a lot of people have been talking about, not just me, Serafina, just Reed, um, Karen Rutowski and some of her guests, lots of people have mentioned that we are moving into a phase of learning to be vulnerable and feel our feelings. So what I got out of this experience was that 
the fight mode is allowing me to feel my feelings because when I'm in fawn, freeze, or flight, I am literally running away from or resisting my feelings. And we have all heard the expression, I'm sure, what you resist persists. So by resisting the fight response, because I, it, it's not my nature to be angry. It is my nature to be loving and that is what feels comfortable. So for me, um, allowing the angry feelings, allowing the F you feelings, allowing the get the F out of my face feelings, that it seems on the surface so uncomfortable and so foreign to me. But by allowing those feelings, just like we're learning how to allow ourselves to cry about things that make us sad and just feel those emotions, pee them out. <laughs> As Jessa reads that when I was talking to her, that it is like allowing yourself to have feelings. It is literally like we're, we're allowing the natural process of our body. It's just another natural process of our body. So in a triggered PTSD state, a fight response is more like allowing it to flow through you. Um, I hope that helps some of you. But then um, in the meantime, we continue to have these nightly timeline shifts, the last, you know, the next two nights. And I was... Um, you know, experiencing things myself. And then also, uh, most for me, those experiences, my dream state, it's necessary for me to really be on the, the charger, if you will. I am recharging. I'm not having all kinds of wild dream experiences or travels or any of that because I do that stuff awake. And so I don't need more of it when I'm sleeping. Um, but during the day, I was experiencing lots of those time lags where you become aware that things are just a little bit out of sync, like you're, you're literally out of sync with time. I can't think of any good examples right now, but I think those of you who are having it would know what I mean. Like, uh, here's a, an easy one. Um, so, for instance, uh, I'm in the kitchen and... I'm in there alone um, and then nobody's there um, and you can hear everybody coming up the stairs, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, I'll turn around and then it's as if I blipped and now my son is standing there and there was no way that in that split second that I turned around and turned back that he could have walked up the stairs, come up into the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? So those kinds of things that just feel out of sync, uh, where you know that something just happened that was odd. And so that's what's happening during those integration phases. Uh, and then in the meantime, so many people that I am in regular communication with had dreams surrounding themes of being on teams and working on tasks or challenges that were necessary 
to speed up the evolution of humanity, like uh, completing these tasks, completing these games, working together with these things was, um, yeah, just speeding up human evolution. And then also everybody has been talking about feeling a lot more energized, more integrated, just feeling different. So things definitely feel different. I would be so interested to hear how you all are experiencing this, what, what you have noticed, if anything, and what your experiences were like over the weekend. Hopefully not like mine on Friday. <laughs> but, um, and that all, you know, it turned out fine. I did drive him home at sunrise in my van that has a broken heater and 20 degrees. Um, and I was fine. I was all bundled up. <laughs> I warned him. I told him to bring, bring warm things for the car ride. So not my fault, not my problem. Uh, at any rate, um, next won't be won't be going to that store again i had an interesting revelation about all of that last night i was thinking about how part of the drive when we're young and by young i mean let's say under 40 and so, i mean sometimes it's still in your 40s if you haven't had children yet and you're still thinking you want to and all of that but for the most part it's our 20s and 30s where we are being driven by a primal biological imperative it wouldn't matter what society was like we would still feel that drive to find a mate and reproduce and the drives to do that are different for men than women and the pacing of that throughout a lifetime are different for men and women because men can produce children till the day they die whereas women have a limited amount of time right so i was just thinking about the whole dating thing and it's like this is why that uh women in their mid 40s and above are no longer willing to put up with bad behavior because we are not being driven by a, a biological imperative to reproduce at all anymore. We want companionship. Um, you know, hot sex is a plus. Uh, enjoyment. It's not about, you know, finding a partner, having children, settling down, all of those things. So for the people who are single in those age groups, uh, <laughs> the men are having a much different experience of it than the women are and they don't understand um why we have suddenly changed and i you know and i and i've kind of had the idea well i just think we we learned you know and we we wised up and we but then i thought about the actual biological imperative of it and at the root of it all um women over a certain age have no biological imperative to put up with anyone's crap period 
we have less of a reason <laughs> to put up with anyone's crap. Not that I'm saying that, you know, women who are still in that phase of life uh, who plan to have children should put up with any crap either. But it, it, it was just an interesting thought for me last night, thinking about how things have shifted. And it's such a conversation right now. Um, so uh, let's see. Anything else? Oh, the comet, the comet, the comet. So I'll keep you updated on the Geminids. Ah, yes. That's the other thing I wanted to mention is that while all this Schumann stuff was happening, we were also having the beginning of the Geminids. And what I have noticed with each of the different meteor showers that we've had over the last several months, and I realize it's multiple sickness season right now. However, there is a marked increase in just general uh, like sinus, just sort of feeling like you're sick, but you know, it's not the flu. It's not the little C it's not, you know, the RSV. It's not any of the other things. It's not a regular cold. It's just a weird something. And it involves a lot of sinus stuff, sometimes headaches and, um, just general feelings of, am I getting sick? No, I don't think I am. Am I sick? No, I'm not. So, um, when we're getting those meteor showers, what is happening when the meteors hit the atmosphere is that it is, uh, disintegrating them, right? Disintegrating, disintegrating them into their original elements. Um, so on an astrological, astronomical level that's part of what's affecting us and then the other part of it which i am not this is not a fully formed idea or thought okay but i recently learned that there's a crazy amount of particles that are hitting the earth the surface of the earth and us being on the earth during a normal meteor shower, right? And that is happening at a much greater level, especially this last meteor season, because we are just in a particular zone of the asteroid belt that is very prolific. So we are getting hit with literal tons of particles all the time. It, it's coming at earth all the time and when those meteor showers peak, it intensifies. So the volcanic comet erupting in the middle of the Geminids with the meteor showers, it's all pretty wild that it's all happening at the same time. And I hope that you're all uh, recovering from <laughs> your fun this weekend. Hopefully, if you were off for the period of time, you were able to get some some rest and relaxation and recreation in and take good care of yourselves. If anybody out there isn't feeling well or you're having any of the cooties, um, all my love to you and I hope you feel better fast. Uh, let's see. And if you were around people that are difficult in your life, 
<laughs> over the over the weekend as sometimes happens um do some nice things for yourself whatever that is whether it's uh you know music a good cup of coffee and a piece of chocolate or a pastry or um dancing working out face mask um a walk bundled up outside if it happens to be cold where you are whatever brings you joy refills your tank recharges your battery do those things for yourself and if you happen to be dancing around throw all that crap you picked up over the family holiday right down on the earth and ask Gaia to take it back because she will so I'm going to keep this short so I can get it up there and I love you all and I'm really feeling fired up since all of this timeline shifting and Jupiter going direct and I am excited to bring you lots and lots of content I had me a boy turned him into a man showed him all the things he didn't understand Whoa. and then I let him go now there's one in California who's been cursing my name cause I found a better brother in the Two, three, they're gonna run back to me. Cause I'm the best baby that they never gotta keep. One, two, three, they're gonna run back to me. They always wanna come, but they never wanna leave. Exes and yours, they haunt me. Like girls, they want me to make them all. They won't let go. Exes and yours. I had a summer love without a new old things. Kept it warm in the winter, left and frozen in the spring. My, my, how the seasons go by. I got high. And I love to get low Hearts keep breaking and the heads just roll Why get high? Love to get low Hearts keep breaking and the heads just roll That's how the story goes One, two, three, they're gonna run back to me Cause I'm the best baby that they never gotta keep one, two, three, they're gonna run back to me. They always want to come, but they never want me. The X's and the O's, they haunt me. Like girls, they want me to make them all. They won't let go, X's and O's. Yeah. They never felt that deep out, but I gotta be Me and I make more.